We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, all you dirty little Renegade Nation listeners out there. Welcome to Renegade Talk Radio in Boston. In case you forgot, I'm the Boston single girl, Kenzie Vixen. And this is Vixen's View, where I get to share all of the filthy thoughts in my head about dating, sex, and love with all of Renegade Nation. Oh, and speaking of those dirty thoughts, here's a filthy mental image for you. Picture me, home all alone, with only my toys and the stripper pole I recently installed in my bedroom to keep me entertained. Strutting around in my slutty candy apple red stilettos and nothing else. Shaking my ass while Sky Pilot Radio talks dirty to me. So, if you're looking for a little musical inspiration from the 50s through the 80s while you make out, make up, or make love, check out Sky Pilot Radio. And now that the bullshit formalities are out of the way, let's get real. We've all been there before. Sitting around the table, shooting the shit with friends over cocktails, talking about your latest sexual conquest or love interest. You go on and on about how perfect he or she is, how compatible you two are, how they meet everything on your imaginary perfect person checklist. Don't laugh. We all have one. And then the question comes up. One of your friends, probably the one that's most like me, asks, so how's the sex? You squirm in your seat because for some mysterious reason, you and this quote-unquote perfect person are horrible in the sack together. Ladies, have you ever laid there after sex wondering if you even had an orgasm or if it's really just the tequila that's making your legs wobble and your head spin? Let me be the beacon of truth here for a moment, okay? Sometimes... It's just the tequila. Sometimes the sex is just bad. So, how do you know if this one night with Mr. or Ms. Perfect for right now is just bad sexual chemistry or bad sex? Do you really have to subject yourself to fucking them again before you really know for sure? Now... I've had my share of men who stacked up great on paper, but just did not cut it between the sheets, or on the counter, or in the shower, or, well, you get my point. Sometimes we build up this checklist of things that we're looking for in a person, but then when we find that person, or we think we found that person, the sex is not at all what you expected. There have been men who couldn't find my G-spot with a map, a compass, and a fucking tour guide. I've had other men who thought that their oral skills, both above and below the waist, were the stuff legends were made of. The way these men talk, you, you'd think that they were fucking God's gift to earth, or God's gift to women. And then, you get them in the sack, only to find out that they treat your clit like a fucking chew toy. Then there's the age-old question, does size really matter? And honestly, I never really thought that it did. I'm going to be perfectly honest. But maybe that's because I've only ever fucked guys who were pretty well endowed. I mean, 
you know, I've been lucky. That was until one drunken night when I went home with a man whose penis was so small that even when it was fully erect, it was smaller than the palm of my hand. And just FYI, I am a very petite woman with tiny hands. So just imagine for a moment, will you, what I was working with? Yeah. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where everything else falls into place? You're physically and mentally attracted to each other. The makeout sessions are hot as hell. But when it comes to the finale, you just don't click in the sack. Sadly, I've had that happen before. A few years ago, I was dating a guy and we clicked everywhere except the bedroom. And trust me, I tried to click with him in the shower, the kitchen, and the living room, but to no avail. We just didn't have the sexual spark between us. We were too different when it came to sexual desires. I have the libido... I have a libido that's off the charts. Um, Most men can't keep up with me, and that's saying a lot because, you know, a lot of men have a pretty high sex drive. But with this guy, we had, we like weren't even on the same planets when it came to sex drive. I've also had some absolutely earth-shattering, mind-blowing sex in my lifetime as well with a couple of guys from my past, as well as my current guy. Maybe it's because these men are uninhibited sexual deviants like I am, but who gives a fuck what the reason is when the sex is beyond hot? I'm, I'm not trying to figure out a reason why it's so hot. I just know that I'm being fucked well. But this leads me back to my original question. If you connect in every department except for sex, how do you know if it's just bad sexual chemistry or if it's just bad sex? So in my opinion, unless you are both sloppy drunk and falling all over each other, if the sex was bad, then the answer to my question is both. If you have nothing else to blame, no alcohol, he wasn't trying to stick it in your ear, No stressful situation like the car started rolling away while you were fucking in it, and everything else was otherwise on the up and up. You have to face reality. You had bad sex. Because you have absolutely no sexual chemistry between you. Like, just face the fucking facts. But now you're also faced, along with the facts, you're faced with this dilemma. Do I keep dating this person, who has every quality that I'm looking for in a person, or... Do I walk away? Can you survive bad sexual chemistry? Honest answer? Hell fucking no. Listen, even if you're not a dirty little hornball like I am, sex is important in a relationship. In my opinion, it's just as important as anything else you put on this checklist of what your ideal partner should be like. Money, looks, family life, religious beliefs, politics, education, personality, character, the the list goes on and on and on. That stuff's all well and good, but if the sex is terrible, nothing else matters. You have to ask yourself this. How important is sex in a relationship? 
as someone who was in a sexless marriage, I can tell you, it's pretty fucking important. When you're in a relationship with somebody, or, or even if you're just trying them on for size, if the sex sucks, then the relationship is going to suffer, and the relationship's going to suck too. Now, I know, to many of you, I sound like a heartless bitch right now, but hear me out. Let's just say that you and Mr. or Miss Perfect on paper decide to keep dating, in spite of the dreadful sexual chemistry between you. Things progress into a full-blown relationship eventually, because neither one of you wants to walk away based just on bad sex. Time passes, and maybe you fall in love with this person. You might even continue to have sex with each other every so often because, well, that's what couples do. And because, you know, this person's now your person. The sex never gets better. It's not completely satisfying, but you stick it out because you really genuinely are starting to care about this person. Months, maybe even years pass. And while your affection for the person is growing, the sex is still just it's okay. So now what? Well, realistically, no matter how you dress this up, unless the two of you are asexual people, meaning that sex isn't a priority for you, you're, you're not, your sex drive isn't that high, you, you don't really, not that interested in sex, you do not have a happy relationship because a key component is missing. One of you, if not both of you, will realize this at some point. Hopefully, you'll have the balls to talk to the other person about it. But chances are, if you've let this go on for months or years, you don't have the balls to talk about it. There's a good chance that one or both of you will cheat. Because you just need a good dirty lay. You just need to be fucked. Then you're not getting it at home. And even if no one cheats, let's just say you're both saints and no one cheats, then eventually one of you will get the guts to walk away because the bad sexual chemistry is just, it will become too much. But now, then you'll be at a point where you've spent a good chunk of time with someone who stacked up great on your perfect person list but wasn't the right fit sexually. Life is far too short to live it having bad sex. It's just really people. Sex should be a priority. And bad sexual chemistry, it happens from time to time. But in my opinion and in my experience, a relationship cannot survive in this situation, no matter how good everything else is. I mean, honestly, if you have everything but sex, aren't you really just friends? Sex is an extremely important part of a relationship. And if all of the components aren't falling into place, then it's time to just call it what it is and move on. Okay, class. Go grab some lube and a cum rag while this naughty teacher slips out of these clothes because when I come back, I'm turning up the heat with my hot MILF friend, adult film porn star... Mindy Mink. Do you ever walk in and find your husband quickly zipping up his pants? Does your husband suffer from chapped dick? Then he may be addicted to porno. Mine was, and he left me to go be number 73 in the world's biggest gangbang. 
Did you know that one out of three marriages are ruined by excessive porno? Shut up, Mine was. If you think your husband has a porno habit, help that nasty bastard before it goes too far. The early warning signs are there. Ask him to do a self-exam. If you watch porno before 10 a.m., if you know the name of any guy in porno besides Ron Jeremy, if you can't get aroused unless you hear this, you may be addicted to porno. If you're willing to donate your spine to Larry Flint, if your woman has thrown away all of your porno tapes and you masturbate to The View, if you like your woman to shower in 5-inch pumps, if you think the only way to get your woman pregnant is by shooting sperm in her eye, you might be addicted to porno. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but double anal penetration is just not my cup of tea. Party pooper. So if you think your husband is addicted to porno, please call 1-800-I-SEE-YOUR-ASS today. That's 1-800-I-SEE-YOUR-ASS. Excuse me. Hey. Call today. Let's your bull champ here for the Pussy Warehouse. The Pussy Warehouse. Whatever you need for your cat, it's right here at the Pussy Warehouse. The Pussy Warehouse. Pussy cleaning supplies, pussy food, pussy blankets. We get new pussy every day. And say, does that box stink? Hey, you. The Pussy Warehouse has everything you need to make sure your pussy smells fresh. The Pussy Warehouse. When you're looking for pussy. Yes, that's right. When you're looking for pussy, look to the Pussy Warehouse and tell them Lester Borsamp sent you. Who? who? Borsamp. Lester. Lester Borsamp. Who? Lester Borsamp. Huh? I said Borsamp, you stupid fucker. Pussy Warehouse. Blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen, Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. I love this song. Welcome back to Vixen's View on Renegade Talk Radio Boston. And since the only reason you listen to this show is because you're just as kinky as I am, I have a very special treat for all my good little perverts. Adult film MILF goddess Mindy Mink. Wow, I love the way you introduced me. MILF <laughs> film goddess. Wow, that is that sounds super sexy hot. I like it. Well, it's not wrong. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I've had a few fans say that to me, you know, goddess, and it does, it does make me feel really, like, powerful, and a, but a sexy, powerful woman, and I like that feeling, so thank you for introducing me that way. I've never had a girl call me a goddess, so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. So, what have you been up to lately? Oh, um, actually, something really exciting just came up as of yesterday. I um, have now joined the VIP Connect agency, and I've never had an agent. I've always been just my my solo self doing my thing because I was, as you know, exclusively contracted as a contract star with Girlfriends Films right out of the gate mm-hmm. when I first got in the porn industry uh, doing the girl-girl filming. 
And this year I broke out and started working for multiple companies besides Girlfriends Films. And then I got to a point where I thought, you know, maybe having an agency uh, representing me and pushing me um, in some other directions, uh, still only girl, girl, but uh, some like fetish type work and things like that would be advantageous for me. So I did some research and and got connected with uh, the VIP Connect company, which is owned and operated by another female performer, Shy Love, who's been around for many, many years. And she still performs. She does Girl Girl Only. Uh, but she's got uh, a great group of, of models. She also has a, a European um, agency as well. So she lives in Amsterdam part of the time and Los Angeles part of the time. So we connected just a few days ago and we got everything dialed in and now as officially as of yesterday I'm one of her new models so I'm very excited about about that and I will be able to at the AVN show in Vegas um be in a booth and Yay. be a part of the show and everything much more than I was this this last time where I was wandering around lost aimlessly lost <laughs> what do I do <laughs> you know so I'm more excited about that so that's my newest uh newest thing is that I'm now with the VIP connect agency oh that's awesome and so now you'll be doing some fetish work yes which I'm very very excited about because uh it's always there's some things in the in the fetish market that have really been of interest to me and I just haven't explored it yet or gotten into it yet and uh, now I have that opportunity to do so and so I'm excited that's, excited about that. that's so sexy. I, I can, I, and I know I said this to you when you had me as a guest on your show, but I can absolutely picture you standing over somebody with a whip and, you know, <laughs> cuckolding them and, and dominating. I can, I can totally picture that. And I know, you know, you've done um, all girl, girl, correct? Up until this point, it's only been correct. girl, girl, right? Yeah. And that's, and I'll only continue to only do girl, girl. That's only, um, you know, filming that I'll be doing is Girl Girl, uh, and you're right, the femdom girl girl thing totally makes my panties wet, so, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it just does. I don't know how to explain it, but there's something about it that just totally turns me on, and just the, the, the idea of the outfits that could be involved, and the power play, all in a very seductive, sensual, sexy way. I'm not into hurting someone. Mm-hmm. Or anything like that, but there will be, you know, you know, some light spanking and flogging, and um, you know, there'll be some things. I don't know exactly what because I don't, I've never done it yet, and I don't know how far it's going to go. But um, I'm just excited that I'm going to have an opportunity um, now with this agency to kind of get, get get into that market and explore it, and who knows what will happen? Who yeah, knows? <laughs> it, it's it's fantastic. So I've. I've done some some dom work and but it's usually primarily men and I actually have like that's one of my fantasies is to dominate a woman and what? it has not happened yet so I definitely look forward to seeing you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is uh, Shy already talked to Kink, mm-hmm. uh, who's a big company that does a lot of this type of stuff and. They asked. Um, they they loved the idea of me being a dom, and I think part of part of it is because of, of my age. I'm actually going to have a birthday uh, on Sunday. I'll be 48 years old. Thank you very much. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and just my, I think my personality. I, I'm. I like to dom, and I like to be in control, 
of girls. That's just kind of always been my thing. But uh, um, anyways, they had asked if, if I would be okay with being a sub, you know, to ha- experience that. And I said, I would, as long as, again, there's no pain involved. I don't want to get beat up or, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. So so maybe, just maybe you could be the one to, to dom me and then your fantasy can come true with me. Oh my God, that's fucking hot. <laughs> All right, now you're making me wet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking, you know, if you uh, if you decide to get into being in front of the camera someday, hint hint. Hmm. Well, you know, the the offer has been there. I will not lie. I will not lie. Yeah. Yep. Um. Actually, from girlfriend's films. (laughs) Ah, I figured. I figured. I think they probably had. You know, Dan had probably approached you with that idea and. Please, if you decide to to get into that, um, you know, let me know in advance so I can let Dan know that hey, um, I need to be the one. Popcorn <laughs> cherry. It's only, it's only, it's only seems natural that I would be the one. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'll have to shoot him an email and tell him that. I'll be like, okay, so remember that contract you offered? Um, yep, but it has to be Mindy. <laughs> yes, please. All right, so I was talking with my listeners about um, something that's kind of difficult in relationships, or even when you're just dating, and that's bad sexual chemistry, and how do you know if it's just the chemistry between you, or if it is just bad sex, like you, you just, you or the other person or whatever, it just doesn't click you know maybe this could be the perfect person and they hit all of your you know we all have that perfect person checklist and you know we all say we don't but we have that imaginary checklist yes we do and this person stacks up to everything you're looking for but as soon as the clothes come off and you start bumping fuzzies it doesn't work Right. Gosh, I guess I'm such a slut. I've never, (laughs) I usually have sex with somebody so quickly after I meet them, I never know if they're like the one, like the one I'm the perfect everything and then realize the sex is bad. So gosh, I guess being a slut, I don't know if I can, uh, if I'm going to be good on this, on this particular subject. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't usually wait very long. Like, oh, neither I, do I. Yeah, I, I, if, I, if I'm feeling it on the first date, then yeah, I fuck on the first date. I need a t-shirt that says, I fuck on the first date. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I've never waited long enough to think to go, oh, this person is this, 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 and that, and then, and then have sex and realize, oh, shit, what did I get myself into? This sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I do know what bad chemistry, sexual chemistry is, and I have experienced it, so we, I could definitely chat about this subject. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, personally, the kiss is like the opening to whether this is going to be a good sexual chemistry with somebody or not. It's almost like when you go to a restaurant and Mexican restaurant, you have chips and salsa. If the chips and salsa are good, then you kind of feel like the rest is going to follow. Mm -hmm. Same with if you go to fine dining and they serve you some, some bread and butter. And if the butter is ice cold and, and the bread is room temperature and you can't spread the cold butter and your bread starts breaking, I'm like, fuck, these people don't know how to cook. This meal is not going to be. It's <laughs> <laughs> so know? true. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like that with 
the chemistry, if the kiss is there and you feel the butterflies or you feel just, mm, I, I really want to take this to the next step just from a kiss with someone, uh, for me, that's the start of that connection and chemistry that you feel with somebody. So if the kissing is not good, I've learned over the years that it's just best to not really keep it going, like have some reasons why you don't want it to go any further and you don't want to take it into the bedroom. So I think kissing is, is very important. If you don't have the kissing, I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, can't stay. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, I agree. I agree. It's, it, it really is, you know, I know there's a, that 50 song, it's in his kiss. It really is about the kiss. Because mm-hmm. if you can make me wet by kissing me, by shoving yeah. your tongue down my throat, then, then yeah, it's, it's pretty much like clothes are coming off and we're going to fuck. Um, Absolutely. But I have, I, I personally, and and like you, I you know I'm I'm pretty much a slut. I'll fuck on the first date if I'm feeling it. I I do it. I don't care. You know there are no rules. Fuck the rules. So, but I have been in situations where, um, and actually I, I've I've mentioned this guy to you before, where everything is great, and but but sexually we're just completely incompatible. Like um, you and I had talked about swinging, and right. the guy that. Um, the first guy that I went to a swingers party with who was very vanilla and was not at all into not only the swinging scene and, you know, that lifestyle, but so if we had sex, he would not only get up and shower right away, but he didn't like it if I walked around my own empty house naked. Why? <laughs> That's- <laughs> why? That doesn't make any sense. And, and I, and why would he care if you walked around naked in your own house? And and secondly, did he take a shower right away because he was a germaphobe or something? Or what, what was that about? That that I never really understood. He he felt like I don't I don't know I don't know if he felt like maybe it was some Irish Catholic guilt there or you know he just did something <laughs> dirty. But <laughs> walked away the sin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I would have asked him. I would have said. I'm surprised you didn't. You're pretty bold and, and such. I would have been like, why are you showering after every, every time after we have sex? It makes me feel like you think we're, you know, it's dirty. dirty or something, yeah. <laughs> you know, and not in a good way dirty, you know. Well, he, he did tell me that I was way too wild for him, and that was why we ended up splitting oh that was one reason why we ended up splitting up. But yeah. the the sex, like, he was he was a decent kisser. You know, he, he was decent. Like, we had some pretty hot makeout sessions. And... Mm-hmm. He was such a sweet guy. He was so nice and really did, you know, stack up as far as, you know, that imaginary checklist goes. But when it came to sex, he, it was, you know, very, very boring and vanilla. It was missionary. It was only in the bed. It was, and and that was it. Right. So how, how do you, I know you said you, you know, you haven't really had a lot of experience with that, but how would you deal with something like that where you're just completely sexually incompatible. Do you think you could stay with somebody like that? Oh, absolutely not. No, I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I couldn't because I, I, you know, I couldn't because when, when you know what really good sex and chemistry is, you can't settle. I mean, to me that's settling and you know, it's, 
it's like, what's the point? You know, I don't know. I could, even if they were like that perfect person, but the sex was no good. I really don't think I could. I don't think. No, I couldn't do it. See, and that's how I feel too. I feel like I've already been in a sexless marriage and I don't plan on ever being in that position again. For me, I think sex in a relationship, even if you're, you know, you're casually dating this person or, you know, you, you think maybe this could turn into a relationship. I think sex is just as important as all the other stuff, you know, the, the trust and the honesty and the communication and the, all that other stuff. I think sex is right up there importance wise. Oh, it should be. I agree. And it should be with everybody, but I do think that a lot of people, it's not it as important to them, you know, as it should be. But, um, and, and that is why, <laughs> You know, and that is why I feel bad for a lot of the men that I, you know, uh, cam with and, you know, I do my Skype shows and stuff like that because um, the women don't want to give uh, oral, you know, they don't want to give blowjobs and, and it's like, I I don't know, I just don't understand um, how you could stay with someone (laughs) if you're not getting your sexual needs met because my philosophy is if if you're not meeting your partner's sexual needs, then they're going to cheat. They're going to find it somewhere. If they don't cheat, it's they're a saint, which that's, you know, that's possible. I actually am with somebody who was in a sexless marriage, um, and he didn't cheat. But um, that's really rare. Yeah, that's really, really rare. Especially, especially for a guy. Especially for a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he does have um, some saint qualities because of, of that alone. <laughs> but um, but uh, no, I think, um, it, it, here's the thing. Okay, when we talk about sexual chemistry and how important it is to have that in your relationship, there's times when I've had a really rough go for, you know, let's say four or five days. And on every level, like in my personal life, work, this, that, and the other thing, and then all it takes is my partner, my man, to come to me, give me that kiss, that hug, that touch, make love to me, have wild sex with me, bring me to orgasm, and I'm screaming and moaning to the moon because that's what I kind of I kind of howl at the moon <laughs> when I reach that point. I'm like a wolf or something, a she wolf. Um, and then it's like life is good. I can deal with everything now. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I that's get this going on. Yeah. You know, um, I can now breathe again and focus and deal and deal with all the things that I'm having to deal with. Just because I've had this great, amazing sexual chemistry, you know, or or session with my with my guy. You Absolutely. Know? So, yeah, I couldn't imagine not having that. <laughs> I, 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 tell, I tell my my current guy, I tell him, if I'm having a bad day and you see him having a bad day, fuck me. I was like, if I'm having a good day, fuck me. If I'm, you know, <laughs> if life, I said, if you're having a bad day, fuck me. Like the, the, right? the answer to everything, to every problem, the solution is always sex. just fuck me (laughs) (laughs) it does make a huge difference it's amazing you know what you feel once you connect with somebody physically and sexually and and of course there's this mental thing that happens too during you know during the 
the sex as well, because we all know that that's a that's the biggest sex organ we, we mm-hmm. have is our brain, and so it does. It makes life better. It really does. So I I don't know. I could just can't imagine being in a relationship long term or or a marriage forever and ever and not having a great sexual chemistry with the person I'm spending my life with. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah. No. Life's too short. Life is too short to have bad sex or no sex. Like, that's just, what's the yeah. point? Like, what's the point? So if you're in a relationship with somebody, or even if you're just dating somebody and or a marriage, you know, whatever it is, and you're not having sex or you have sex, but it's, you know, maybe once a month or whatever, you just, just because. But what it, isn't that really, I mean, when, when you really break that down, isn't that just a friendship? You're really just friends. Yeah. I mean, unless you're an asexual, unless you're both two asexual people who really, that you know, sex is just not an important part of your life. And that's fine. There are people out there that that feel that way. But for for people who sex is not so much a requirement, but but a necessity in for their lives that you're you're really when you break that down, you're really you're just friends. I would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, and that's how my my fiance felt in his marriage was they really just were friends you know they had sex you know once a year type thing maybe for a special occasion (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they were just friends and that you're right that's just having a companion and a friend um in your life which yeah I couldn't do it couldn't do it for I've never done it so I (laughs) that's why not even for casual dating no, I've always knew if the sex isn't good, then it's like next, you know, moving on. Yeah, exactly. And and the only reason, so with the experience that I had with the, um, you know, the the past mm-hmm. boyfriend who, you know, the, se- the the chemistry was just not there. The only reason I was kind of at a point in my and a lot of you know a lot of my readers know this, but um, I was kind of at a point where I was so commitment phobic that this guy pretty much met like my must have list. And I was like, okay, if it's not him, then it'll probably never be anybody. Like, am I going to get this close ever again to what it is that I'm looking for that maybe can break this, this cycle of, you know, commitment phobia. And so I, I took the big girl step and I let him put the label on it and kind of, avoided you know he 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 went way too fast way too early he he like six dates in told me that he loved me and I kind of ignored him and was like um can we stop at Dunkin Donuts on the way to where we're going (laughs) 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 but but the point is is that so I tried to stick that and it was only like a, a three month relationship but for me I was trying to stick it out obviously for the wrong reasons. I was like, no, this can work. I can, I can make this work. Maybe I can teach him to be more sexual. Mm, yeah. I don't know about that. Exactly. <laughs> no, because if it did, he no. would still be here. Yeah. I think you either naturally possess, um, those qualities, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you could, maybe if you were with the right, like if you're not really a sexual person, but then you're with, the right person they, they can bring, bring that out mm-hmm. I do believe in that because um actually I I've been more I've done more 
things sexually with my relationship that I'm in now that I've had for the last six years than I did with anybody else in my lifetime. And keep in mind, I'm going to be 48 soon. So, you know, I had a lot of years. I didn't meet him until I was 41. So up until 41, I only had really one other person. It was a female that I was with that, that I felt um, that I was almost liberated. Yeah, liberated. Thank you. That's the perfect word. <laughs> but the, the, the man I'm with now, I'm, I'm the most sexually liberated that, that I've ever been. So somebody can bring that out in another person. Um, but, but I think, I don't know, I think some things are teachable. Like I've had some people that aren't the best kissers, but I've kind of trained them. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of, you know, so I think you can do some training and guiding and, and, and of course, you know, it's, everybody is so different, especially females, um, uh, especially females. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, guys are a lot more simple and easy to figure out and it doesn't take as much work to get them off. Yeah. Uh, a, a penis is a penis, but, but, you yeah, know, let, let's face it. The, the vagina is, is like the death star. It's, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like flying the spa- flying a space shuttle or, yes. you know, there, we have all these intricate, you know, what worked for your last girlfriend is not going to work for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where guys are so much easier to figure out. That is, that is for sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, when, you know, when you're, um, trying to figure a woman out, it takes, I mean, it does take time, you know? Mm-hmm. And so communication is, is the big factor there that, you know, the woman is, letting the guy know this feels good, this doesn't, or go in circles, not up and down, or, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. You know? Suck on so. my clit. No, it's not a chew toy. <laughs> yes, exactly, I know. Oh, man. Yeah, and I mean, you know, with me filming with, with girls only, you know, I always try to have that uh, do's and don'ts talk before. Mm-hmm. As I've had girls um, in my personal life, too, that have just, like, bit down on my nipple. And I'm like, fuck, what the hell are you doing? Like, my nipples are super sensitive. I don't want to be bit. Yes. (laughs) You know? Yes. I think I'm only getting off the subject here of what the topic is about. That's okay. (laughs) We we can keep talking about your nipples. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, so I will tell you this. So, because we're talking about bad chemistry, sexual chemistry, I, I did... I have filmed with one person, and there was, there was just no sexual chemistry at all, at all. Now, because it was a film, you know, that's where your acting skills, you know, come in mm-hmm. into, into play, of course. But um, um, so you just you just gotta kind of fake it, right? Fake um, it till you make it, right? <laughs> so fake it, yeah. And then personally, I think that. Um, if there's that bad sexual chemistry, which I have felt, I just, as, again, you just kind of get through it. And then you come up with all these other reasons after the sex as to why you're not really into this person anymore. This, you know, you kind of like start um, not responding to messages as much. And you just, you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and be, yeah, because I don't know. I just, I would never be able to just continue to see somebody if their if the sex, sexual chemistry was not there. Yeah, you kind of have to ghost them out. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, so speaking of of having bad chemistry on set, how do you? You know, you said you kind of just gotta suck it up and and get through it. But um, 
have you, the situations you've had like that, has it been mutual where she also wasn't feeling it? Or do you think it was just one-sided? Well, I only had really one bad experience, and I think that's probably pretty good considering, you know, I've been filming now, you know, for... It's been a couple of years, right? A couple of years. Yeah. So I don't know if she... I don't know. I mean, I have no idea if, she, if it was a mutual thing or not. Um, this was the thing, though. Really, it's kind of not fair because I, I found out that day that I was her first ever girlfriend experience. Ah... I mean, I always ask, I mean, she was a young girl, so I did ask, you know, I said, how long, well, I always ask, how long have you been in the industry? And she's like, oh, I just got in a few months ago. And I'm like, have you done girl, girl yet? And she goes, no, you're my first. And I was like, okay, but you've, you've been with a girl in your personal life, right? And she goes, yeah, I've made out with girls before. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like made out. I'm thinking in my head, made out. Well, I, I should have just said, but you have licked the pussy. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Your tongue has tasted pussy, yeah. correct? But I, I, I didn't ask because I kind of already knew the answer. So, um, mm. so that's why that one was really not so good, you know. Yeah, um, but you know, but, you, but but you popped her cherry and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did pop her cherry, but um, it was a pain, a little bit of a painful experience because this is, this is my other pet peeve. She shaved, which is fine, but. She didn't shave that day, and she Ooh. had really dark, coarse hair, and so my mouth, my lips, you know, everything got raw and red, and, and it hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Hello. I hear you. <laughs> Been there, unfortunately. It's the same thing, though, with guys. So if, if, if the guy doesn't manscape or, or, you know, only does occasionally, and it's no fun for us either. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I want to thank you very much. So how can people um, get in touch with you if listeners want to find you? Oh, uh, well, a couple different things. Uh, follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is at Mindy Mink. And my name is spelled with an I, M-I-N-D-I-M-I-N-K. So follow me on Twitter. I have a free informational website, meaning it's not a paid membership site. But it is a site where you can learn more about me and schedule a sexy Skype show with me, um, buy any of the movies that I'm in, get autographed pictures, buy my panties because I do sell my panties. Um, I do a lot of custom videos. Um, so the, the website's kind of like uh, a good thing to, to look at because there's lots of options. And my website, I keep everything simple. It's just my name, MindyMink.com. Uh, and then also I have a bunch of uh, clips for sale that you can um, that you can get uh, through my website as well. So you can just purchase what you want to purchase type thing. And then also I do my own radio show on Monday nights for the Triple X Porn Star Radio. So you can uh, find me there as well. Call into my show. Uh, I do a live two-hour show every Monday night from uh, technically it's 9.15 to 11.15 Eastern Standard Time. And uh, you can just type in uh, on the website, triple uh, X, it's xxxpornstarradio.com and listen in and then call. So those are a few of the options. I'll be at AVN, as I mentioned, uh, in January out in Vegas. I'll be uh, representing the uh, VIP Connect agency booth. So you can find me there. I'll be there those days. And I think that's everything. I think I covered everything. Yeah. 
Awesome. Get a hold of me and find me. And I I look forward to seeing you in Vegas. Yes, I'm so glad you're going to make the trip out. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and you know that's where we first met, so that'll be it'll be fun to see you again out there. It'll be be like a reunion. Our one year, no, two year. I guess it'll be our two year reunion. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think 2014 was the first. 14 or 15? Uh, probably no, 14. 14 when you were at the yeah girlfriend's films booth. Yeah, actually, that would have been 15. I filmed with him in June okay. 14, and it was the following January, so it would have been 15. Yep, so 15, yep, 15 and then yeah. you weren't there this year in 16. I was there this year, but see, girlfriends didn't have a Right. Picture. They don't participate anymore, and so that's why I was walking around aimlessly going, what the hell? <laughs> what, do I do? what do I do? You know, it was awkward. <laughs> it was awkward. So. But not this year. This year you'll have a booth and we'll be able yeah. to find you and it'll be yeah. it'll be great. Yes, it will be. And this time when I see you, I'm going to get a kiss. Ooh, all right. Yeah, I'm going to be coming for a kiss this time when I see you. <laughs> well, well uh, all the little fanboys will be standing there with their, their tongues on the floor. Yes. Get your cameras ready, boys. I'm going in for the kiss. Mm. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll look forward to seeing you uh, next month. Absolutely. I know. I can't believe it's next month. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. But it's all, this whole year has gone fast. Really, so really fast. fast. I know. It's so crazy. Fast. So have a good holiday uh, season coming up this month. And yes, I will see you next month at ABN. You too. All right, all my dirty little listeners out there. So I hope you're all living a sexually satisfied life. And if not, oh, why the you. fuck not? Yeah, get out and go find one if you're not in one. <laughs> life is too short to have bad sex. Absolutely. So Mindy and I are going to hopefully go get freaky at AVN. <laughs> I love hearing from all my dirty little listeners. So if you ever want to reach out and touch me, you can head over to my website, bostonsinglegirl.com. You can follow my kinky adventures on Twitter at Boston, B-O-S-T-N, single girl. And of course, if you found this episode to be pleasurable, be sure to come again right here on Renegade Talk Radio. (laughs) <laughs> again oh, and again. again and again and again come as much as you can <laughs> <laughs> all right my dirty little listeners until later